Hi, it's Joy Foster, founder of Tech Pixies and the host of the Spark on Thrive podcast. And I have a finance business guru with me today, which is something that I think everyone who is launching a business needs in their life. They need someone who understands the importance of finances, but also knows the ins and outs of what you need to do. Uh, not only that, she's a farmer, uh, a really good one, and a great advisor to other farmers out there. Um, but more importantly, uh, she cares deeply about women and their progress in their businesses, particularly women with ADD, ADHD. Uh, and I'm so delighted that I get to work with her personally uh, and I'm very grateful that she's in our mastermind and also coming onto the podcast. So welcome, Edel Emma Middleton. It's so great to see you. And yeah. um, tell us uh, a little bit about your life, um, uh, particularly as it's quite unique, uh, you know, you live on a farm and uh, et cetera. So tell us more about your life and why business finance, particularly for female business owners, is important to you. Yeah, so I trained as an accountant uh, just after I graduated um, and I trained with Deloitte. So I was in one of the big five, uh, but actually in their small business department. So I spoke to lots and lots of small businesses throughout that time um, and then got married, moved back to Lincolnshire, which is where home is. I was brought up on our family farm um, and then I worked for a smaller practice. But having had two children after my second maternity leave, I just couldn't face that going back to the office full time. I think it's something lots of women kind of that juggle. And I wanted to be there for my kids. I wanted to be there to pick them up from school, watch their sports matches, go to the Christmas play, um, all those kind of things. So I set up bookkeeping for local businesses and I did that. And then as the girls got older, I was just looking for a bit more of a challenge and I'd worked for various businesses. So I started to specialize in women in business when they were setting up and just looking at their finances. And that's kind of evolved over time. And now I really specialize in helping women to um, understand their business finances and also to do it themselves because a lot of women can you can do it yourself but it's just that knowing where to look what to do what processes to go through setting up that structure well and that's really interesting because when i started in business um i did all my own bookkeeping i remember <laughs> that very clearly uh and i remember one of the first people that i hired was sort of an operations admin person the second person that i hired was a bookkeeper <laughs> because it you know especially creatives which also tend to have add adhd characteristics, um, they struggle, uh, and I'm speaking also of myself, struggle a lot with the paperwork and the um, the consistency of inputting, you know, data and things like that. And so I, I, I that was one of the jobs that I was really excited to give up to somebody else. But then you've got to know that they're doing it right, you know, and I think when I when they teach social media, one of the things I say to people is, well, if you do the social media yourself, you're going to save money, right? And if because you can't get a you can't get a social media manager these days for less than five hundred to a thousand pounds a month. That's just like the baseline, right? So you're going to save yourself at least five hundred to a thousand pounds a month by doing it yourself. But then also, um, if you if you if you have these skills, you can you can make anywhere from you know, and we say a thousand to three thousand a month as a social media manager because if you have two clients at five hundred, that's a thousand. So. 
the skills that we give people in the social media training are skills that they either save money with as a business owner or they make money with as a social media manager. And I think it's really interesting because from a bookkeeping perspective, if you do your own bookkeeping, you save money. Uh, and of course, if you're a bookkeeper, you make money <laughs> doing bookkeeping. And it's a job that's, you know, it's required. If you have a business, or book, doing your books is required. Now, let's talk about the different stages uh, of business owners. And I, I think I've gone through all of them. I know uh, the first business I ran, I just did all the finances out of my personal account. It wasn't even in a business account. And then at the end of the year, it was a complete and total utter mess because I had not kept any records. I remember, um, I mean, you, thankfully, I didn't put you through the pain of this. But I remember when I was um, trying to get myself organized, it was such a nightmare. I had to print all out the, the all the all the statements out, and I had to highlight what I thought was business. <laughs> and you know, I, and it was a painful process. And I, of course, didn't keep any of my receipts where I was supposed to. So, I mean, that's still an issue. The receipts for me, but um, I think one of the, the one of the blessings of of that messiness was realizing, okay. I need a business account for my business and it needs to be completely separate from my personal. So that's like phase two, like I'm going to separate the business account from the personal account. But then you'll, you know, for a lot of companies, you have the issue of, well, there's no money in the business account. <laughs> so you're, you're transferring money between the personal account to the business account. And then you got to keep a record of that. Uh, and then of course there's more advanced, you know, you're getting funding and you're getting, you know, like in, you get investors involved or you've got over over 40,000 or you're over, you know, what I don't know what the VAT threshold is these days. You get over the VAT threshold and then there's things you've got to do and you have to really stay on top of it. So, I mean, let's talk about these phases and how, you know, how challenging they can be for some women in particular. It is. It's all about keeping those processes and just having those systems in place. Um, I think your point about using your personal bank account, that's the, you know, the first thing to do is to have a separate bank account. If you're a sole trader, um, you know, just have a separate account that all your business things go through. If you need to transfer money into it, that's absolutely fine. But it's much better if it goes in of a block. It might be £100 or £200 at a time. And you can keep track of that. But all the expenses going out. Um, and it's just simple things like I recommend you know, just taking a photograph of your receipts. If you've been and bought some stationery, just take a photograph of that and save it in an album on your phone because then you've always got it. You're not scrabbling around in your purse or the bottom of a carrier bag or where did you leave it? It's there ready for when you need to do your records. And the other thing is to, just to keep doing it regularly. I mean, we're all guilty of things, um, you know, where we're kind of like head in sand. Oh, that I don't really like that. That's on my to-do list, but... Actually, I'm not really sure about getting to that. And oh, I'll do it next week. And actually, if you just keep on top of it, it's those little bites of just doing it. It doesn't have to be every week. You know, for a small business, once a month is absolutely fine. But also when it's fresh in your memory, oh, what was that that I bought from that place? It's a one-off purchase. You know, you're not searching through hundreds of emails trying to find a receipt. Well, one of the um, things about Starling Bank is you can actually upload your receipts into the, in, like, if you're using Starling Bank and you spend money, you can take a picture of the receipt, put it right into the bank account. And then yeah. you can also put a note. And I, I really like Starling. I think they've done that very well. We're, we're not, we haven't moved everything to Starling, but my personal stuff has been moved to Starling. And I think, and, and Barry, the camper van has been moved to Starling. <laughs> so I have a place yeah. to at least collect the money. And then to, if I, if I have money in the account, I can, you know, 
take the receipts and put them in there. But I, I think the receipts are a big deal. Um, and actually mm-hmm. my husband's really good with his business about taking a receipt and just putting it in his phone. But I actually, yeah. that, that, that's it's such a little tweak, but it's such a great one. If you create an album for your receipts, then they're all in one place. You don't have to search through your photos, which I think that's part of the issue. Um, and you're a big fan. The two pieces of software that you really like are Zero and HubDoc. Is that right? Yeah. So they they kind of work together. Um, and once you get to that point, and um, when you first start out, you don't necessarily need Zero. You know, if it's just a small number of transactions. But actually, a lot of people are really surprised how quickly they get to the point of needing to use some software. I use Xero with all my clients. Um, I really like it. It's online. It's cloud-based. It means that you know anybody that you're using, if you do use a bookkeeper or somebody externally, or there's more than one of you in the business, you can log into it and you see live information, um, which is great. And then HubDoc allows you, it's kind of a, almost an add-on, but it comes with the Xero subscription at the moment as part of that. And uh, you can just take a photo, of the invoice or you can email it to hubdoc out of your inbox and then that automatically loads into hubdoc and then you can publish it into zero you can just email it from your phone you can have the app on your phone to take a photo or you can email it from your phone to the hubdoc your unique hubdoc email address and then it just uses technology to pull out the supplier the amount the date so you're not actually physically inputting too much and then it can go through to zero and then you can look at bank reconciliations and and also the really important reporting. And it's never too early to start looking at financial reports. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, and Emma's the you're our finance foundations coach, <laughs> coach in our business beyond social course, which is for our students who finish their social media training and they want to sort of figure out how to do the business side of things. And, um, you know, I think that is so important about the reporting and also just about what what you need to know. So talk to us about the reporting for a second, and then also tell me uh, you've got a you've got a download on your website with the things. It's like a monthly financial health checklist. Like what should you be doing every single month? So tell me a little bit about the reporting, and then talk to me about this checklist that you've created. Yeah. So reporting. I know it sound it can sound really kind of oh crikey, I, I don't understand finances. But actually putting the information in is only part of it. You can learn so much about your business and how successful you're being and all those kind of areas by doing reporting. And so many of us have different products or different services we're offering. And we might think, actually, that part of my business is really successful. But when you look at it and you look at the figures, it might be actually I'm doing 100 of those things that are for £10 each, but I'm doing five and I can charge £500 for those. Well, actually, would you be better marketing one of them for the 500 rather than doing so many of them for £10? And just that reporting and looking at your cash flow and your profit and loss accounts on a regular basis, it's just becoming familiar with that and doing that analysis to actually really understand your business. And we all want to work, you know, work smarter, not harder and all those kind of sayings. But, you know, it is about just knowing our business from that point of view as well. Um, But yeah, the download on my website is sort of a monthly checklist. And it's what I go through with clients. It's what I do for all the clients that I bookkeep for. And it's just a step-by-step guide of 
what it is that you need to check that you're doing every month. And it just has a little bit of detail. Um, it's mainly based on zero, but it doesn't have to be zero that you're using. And it's things like checking, you know, have you sent out all your invoices for the work that you've done this month? That's and have a, they that We have to pause on that one. That's a big one. I think people, they're like afraid to send invoices, mm -hmm. which is you've done the work you deserve to get paid. Yeah. Um, but it takes a while for women to get to that point. But I think I learned that. But by the last day of the on the last day of the month, I used to just sit down and do all my invoices. And then it was all done in one chunk. And then I could expect the money to come in. I had a two week payment period, so I could mm -hmm. expect the money to come in within two weeks most. But sometimes people would delay it to a month or whatnot. But I knew that as long as I sent out the invoices within a month, I would get paid. But if you delay every month, every week you delay that, you, you're, you're just delaying your payment for money you actually deserve. And I think that's very important. Absolutely. And checking that people have paid you. And, you know, most of the time people want to pay you. No, really, you know, a lot of my clients, when they've sent out the invoices, they're paid really quickly. You know, they'll pay, people will pay once they've, the emails hit the inbox. Um, so yeah, it is, but it's just checking and chasing because if you don't check if people have paid you, you know, it's so much harder to go back to them two or three months later. It's much easier just to, oh, did you get that? Was was there do you have any queries on that invoice it's much easier to chase those initially I chase a really an invoice from my husband so it was like seven years later and i only did it because it was with a corporate and i was like no you, they just never paid you this is ridiculous um so i yeah but no you're right it gets harder and harder because you know the businesses have their own cash flow and if you, you know they haven't it does frustrate me when i don't get invoices actually because i have i know i'm expecting a certain number of invoices at a certain amount and then if I, if, if I don't get one and then suddenly I get a really big one because they couldn't be bothered to send me one, I've actually said to a couple of my um, contractors, I'm just going to give you a flat rate every month because I can't, I can't wait for your invoice to come mm. in and be, you know, sort of be surprised with a big invoice. Oh, yeah. And it's not, you know, that's to make my life easier and their life easier. Um, but it, it, you know, it is important to have that. Okay. So you're also a tech pixie. So you've done the social media management certification program. You also, I think you're like an ultra tech pixie actually, <laughs> because you've, um, you've also done our mastermind program. And yeah. as part of that, you did our dream builder program. So you're really someone who's leaned in and now you're one of our BBS coaches. So you, you really leaned into all the training and, and really, I think have embraced it fully. And, and I now to such an extent that now we've said, look, you need to come in and be a coach for us. Tell our listeners, uh, what, and our viewers, what it's, what, Tech Pixies has done for you, what your life was like sort of prior to Tech Pixies, what change it's had, what impact it's had on your life. And and of all the programs, which one was the most significant for you, do you think? Yeah, so I came into Tech Pixies in July 21. And I'd done a couple of the boot camps. And I'd the first one, I was kind of, I really like this, but I'm not sure if it's right for me. But then I came back and did another one. And I was like, this is exactly what I need. Um, because I was at that point where I needed a new challenge and I needed a new challenge for me personally in my business. Um, and I needed to get out, get out, out there, you know, what I wanted to do for other people. And the social media training was fantastic. Um, I've been down some rabbit holes and I've got a YouTube channel that's really nicely set up and I haven't actually put any videos on it. But actually that's okay because I can go back to that and I'm, absolutely fine with that but I think it's given me the confidence 
Um, you are using LinkedIn really regularly. And yeah. You also, and you, you're getting business out of LinkedIn, which I think is really amazing and awesome. Yeah. And you're also, um, you had a podcast that you ran for a while. So you've tried lots of different things and sort of settled on LinkedIn. And that's half the battle is trying different things. Yeah, no, it did take me a little while to get to LinkedIn. So, but that was okay because I still learn. And what I learned on the other platforms, actually, I've carried into LinkedIn as well. And I'd quite like to go back to Instagram as well. But it's just, you can't do everything all of the time. And for me at the moment, I'm getting business from LinkedIn, which is great. Yeah, and you are. You really are. And you're doing mm. some really cool things with your LinkedIn. Um, and, and you've got your email newsletter up and running yeah. and you're sending that out. So would you say the social media management certification was the most impactful course that you did? It was initially. I think probably the mastermind has probably been the most influential thing overall uh, because it was just the opportunity to meet so many like-minded women and to understand that we were all in the same place. Although we were at different stages in our business, we were, we all felt the same kind of emotions. We were, we've all been cheerleaders. We still are for each other's businesses. Um, and sort of continuing that on but also the knowledge that I've learned and while I haven't necessarily implemented everything yet it's it's there ready for when I'm going to going forwards and you know I'm looking at launching new things and all that knowledge is there to help me do that but it has just given me that it's the confidence overall by just getting on and doing it yeah absolutely well and and you're still part of the mastermind which is awesome (laughs) you're in your second year of the mastermind and uh, we have we have a group meeting every other week, and then we have a one-on-one once a month, and we have a roadmap that we that we go through. And and it's like here's what you said you you did here's what you said you wanted me to hold you accountable for this month. And I remember one time we met. And you're like uh, you're you're I was holding you accountable to getting to 400 followers on LinkedIn. And then we had and actually I think that day you did it because you know yeah. you're, we, I gave you we had some chat like you could do this you could do that and then you're like you just nailed it you got those yeah. 400 and it's that accountability buddy you know and I think it was interesting the first time I ran the mastermind obviously it was the first time I'd done it so I was um I was less skilled than I am now in my second year running it um but I I one of the things I took away was my job is to be the accountability partner. It's to be like, you said you were going to do this. And then, you know, what happened? But also, I think when I ran the mastermind the first time, I didn't hold people to account. It was sort of like, oh, you didn't do it. Okay, well, okay, well, it's okay. (laughs) Whereas I think this time I'm finding that people are showing up having done it because the not that the threat is there, right? But it's just that, you know, you you said you were going to do it. And we have sort of a don't move it forward more than three times rule now that, you know, if you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it, you move it forward, but you're always someone who gets it done. But it's, it's interesting how we evolve. I, you've evolved. I've mm-hmm. evolved. But part of that for me is um, the fun part of those one-on-ones and we just do one, one-on-one a month, which, um, but it's just seeing the progress and we have a record. We have a roadmap with an actual record that we're looking at. We've got KPIs that we're looking at. So you can see the progress and then you can, the numbers don't lie. If you're stuck on something, we can navigate through that. So um, cool. Well, I'm super grateful that you've done all the programs, but also that you're one of our amazing BBS coaches, which our BBS coach, our BBS program is fully booked. We're fully sold out. (laughs) We, We don't have any spaces left. In fact, we snuck one person in and that, but that was only because, you know, that was it there's so we're full and that's really a fun feeling for me that we've got a brand new year starting with business beyond social 
but we'll be taking in a new intake, um, you know, in the future. And so if there'll, there'll be a wait list for that. Um, so we'll, we'll make sure that that's linked into the show notes. Um, we'll also link to Emma's financial document. Do you have the link that you can just say to people if they're listening and they want to go find it or should we just uh, put it into the show notes? Yeah, no, um, it's directly on my website. So if you go to emmamiddleton.co, um, you'll see it there at the top of the page. Okay. And we'd love for you to connect with her on LinkedIn. So we'll put the LinkedIn link in there and, uh, you've got a brand new product that you're launching. Tell us about that and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, so um, I've been working with uh, women with ADHD and neurodiversity for quite a while. Um, and it's the accountability again. And that's come through in my own work and mastermind and also with working with these women. Um, so I'm going to be offering these uh, one-to-one sessions every month. And we just work together. And either we come online and we do the monthly checklist together or you come on and maybe have done that already and just need to ask me some questions about it, do some of the tricky bits. It might be that we look at the reporting or you just have, you know, have a list of 10 questions that have come up during the month. Maybe can I claim these expenses or what about this? Um, so it's that one to one, the accountability and just having that access for your specific business. Yeah. And I I can't tell you, I mean, I have this wonderful, beautiful service from Emma. <laughs> I'm very grateful every month we sit down and it's like, okay, get this done. <laughs> so we're accountability partners for each other. And I can highly recommend this, the service that she's offering. So, uh, you. you know, if you, if you know, you want to move forward in your business and you need support and you can't do it alone, uh, which that is definitely my situation. Uh, Emma is brilliant at that and um, she's very on top of things and she's very patient and willing to work with you. So I can highly recommend her. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Emma. Have a wonderful day and uh, so grateful for you to share some of these wonderful finance tips for small business owners. <laughs>